You may be seated. This past week, or a few weeks ago, we, my wife and I, Olivia, we went to Prairie Ridge to go spend some time with Peggy. And it was a day of unusual clarity for her. It was absolutely amazing as we sat next to her bedside, Olivia and I were sitting there and I opened my Bible to Psalm 46. And as we read through this psalm, we were amazed. Because I got to verse 10 and the words started to come from my lips. But before I could get the sentence out, Peggy, who had been struggling to put together cogent thoughts, showed what was buried in her heart. The words that began to come out of my mouth were, Be still. Before I could finish, she said, And know that I am God. That's what we're going to look at this morning. Psalm 46, this is what the Lord says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High, God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were removed. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot In the fire, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Let's pray. Father, we pray. That as we have read your words this morning, that they would not just be words on a page, but you would inscribe them with an iron pen upon our hearts. That we might be still and know that you are God. In Jesus' name, amen. We live in a busy culture. Go, go, go. The march of the to-do list is always there. The forward progress, constant move. There seems to be chaos. Everything breaks. There's always pressures. There's always business to be done. There are trials in our lives. There are deadlines that need to be met. There's turmoil in our soul. And this passage tells us, stop. There's something, someone greater than all of that. Stop. Take a moment. Take a breath. Because it is Jesus Christ himself 
who invites us this morning when he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest for your souls. This is the stillness that Peggy loved. This is the stillness that Jesus Christ displayed to us when it was very early in the morning while it was still dark and he deserted to a desolate place because there he wanted to pray, to be still and communicate with his Father. We're so busy. And yet I was always encouraged by Peggy, whether it was making sure she had time in her schedule to go to family camp or week after week sitting in her pew and making sure that she would have one day in seven to just be still. Remember who made her. Remember what her joy for all eternity would be. Rest. Peace. Shalom. How do we obtain that type of peace? How do we find rest for our souls? It was Augustine himself who wrote in the 300s, My soul was restless until I found its rest in you. We're not talking about some type of meditation where we empty our minds of all things and we rest of everything just to sit on a blank slate. No. Know here in Psalm 46.10, the Lord is telling us, be still and know someone. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that He is the Holy One of the universe, that the angels cry out day and night, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God of hosts. That the angels worship Him and the elders sit around His sea of glass and they worship Him day and night. We come and we want to know the God who is eternal, who has no beginning and who has no end, and in whose presence Peggy now stands forever. He is a sovereign God, the commander of legions, and it is with that knowledge that God tells us and has told His people for centuries, be still. Because see, you live real lives You live lives where there is turmoil, where there is chaos, where there is trials, where things are pressing upon you, your time, your soul, your emotions, your affections, every day. And this was not a psalm that was written in a monastery. It was not a psalm written where David escaped into a desolate place where he would get away from all the trials and pains of life. No, in the midst of your trials... In the midst of your pains, in the midst of your sorrows, in the midst of your grieving, God is saying, I am your refuge. You have a place to come. You can come to me. And when you come to me, there is a river that makes you glad. To refresh your soul and give you life. Jesus is that living water. And when you drink of him, you will thirst no more. And so God bids you, God calls you this morning, not just to rest and think of nothing, but to meditate on who he is and what he has done. Even as the enemies are all around David, and even as there are attacks everywhere around, he could find comfort, refuge in the protective arms of his God. Peggy knew this God in this life, 
And she knows him better now than we could ever know him. As long as we're still here. But I need to propose to you that there's a difference. There is a difference between knowing something up here and missing knowing God by 18 inches. There is a difference between knowing God in your mind and resting and receiving in Him in your soul. You might know in your mind that if you're in a in, if you're in an airplane and there's a parachute and the the paras- the plane's about to go down that you need to grab your parachute but it does you no good if you jump out of the plane without the parachute on. You might know that you need to put on your seatbelt and it's for your safety when you drive your car but if you don't show that knowledge by actually putting that restraint on you don't truly know it. This is experiential knowledge that if we are to know God, if we are to love Him, it means to rest in Him, to receive Him as He has offered to us in the Gospel. Peggy had this trust. Week in and week out, she sat in her pew taking rest for her soul. Morning after morning, she sat in that recliner in her house with her Bible open and her Psalter to sing. Nothing, nothing could separate her from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Neither height, nor depth, nor width, nor length, not even life, or even death. Because you see, Jesus Christ purchased for her eternal life died for her sins, gave her his righteousness, rose again for her justification, and was her surety before the Father that she would live forever with him. As a Christian, she was adopted into God's family, and she entered into his palace as a daughter of the king. She was bought with a price and now stands in his grace. I don't know about you, but I, I wish and I long for hearing that great choir in which she joins, worshiping the Lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world. Do you know this God? Do you rejoice in Him? Do you take time to find rest for your soul? And the God of the universe who so loved us that he gave his one and only son. That we might be with him forever. Do you see the goal of the Christian life is not heaven. It's God. Yeah, Peggy sees the streets of gold. But she's not entranced with the streets of gold. It's amazing. But what she is knowing in heaven is her God, her Savior, her King, her Maker. This is the offer that God holds out to each one of us if we have faith in Jesus Christ. This is what Peggy stood before this congregation when she was 12 years old and became a communicant member professing 
I believe in that gospel. I believe in that king. I believe in that savior. Do you rest in him? Do you receive him? Will you be still and know that he is God? If you have, go to your strong tower now as you grieve. Go to your refuge. Find rest for your soul. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for the gift of redemption, for the gift of eternal life. Lord, these are things we do not deserve, but are blessings from your hand. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit might impress these truths on our hearts, that we would be those who would believe, that we would know these things intellectually, but that you would do this work that only you could do, that you would make us reborn, that we would believe in our hearts and truly find refuge for our souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.